Good morning. My name is Priscilla Strapp, and I begin this morning with a story. Once upon a time, a proud and greedy king ruled an ancient kingdom. And this king wanted nothing more than to immortalize himself with impressive monuments, large edifices. But if he forced his people to labor on his public works project, they wouldn't be able to do their own work, and his economy would crumble. Fortunately, in a small corner of his kingdom, there dwelt a foreign people, immigrants, who had never assimilated into society, but had kept their own customs and way of life. So he put them to work. When they complained, he made them work harder. When they grew in number, he became afraid. So he forced them to work without materials. He beat them unmercifully. He was so afraid of them that he made a law to kill their baby boys. These immigrants had no standing, no justice, and no voice. Beaten down in every way, they saw no way out. One day, a shepherd, watching his flock in the wilderness, chanced upon a very strange sight. A bush in front of him was on fire, and yet it did not burn up. From out of that bush came the voice of God. Moses, Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people. I have heard their cries, their groaning. I know their suffering. I have come down to deliver them. Now you, you go to the king and tell him to let my people go. From this story and from many other stories in the Bible, we learn that God sees pain. He hears the cries rising up from the earth. And we know that God's heart is broken by the suffering in his world. He says to us, just as he said to Moses, I have come down to deliver. Now you, you go rescue that little one. You lift up the oppressed. You free those in bondage. In Isaiah 58, verses 6 to 7, the Lord says, Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Our Lord is a generous God. He is an hospitable God. And he's also a God with a broken heart. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The son cries out. How deep the father's pain as he turns his face away from the one calling to him just so that he can rescue you and me. Oh, Jerusalem, Jesus wept. How I have longed to draw you to myself. How hot the son's tears as he looks out over his people who live in rejection and fear. This God, our God with his generous, hospitable, and broken heart, calls us to welcome him into our lives. Well, how do we do that? The only way is to invite his broken heart to live with us, to live in our hearts and in our homes. 
That is true hospitality, welcoming the broken heart of God into our lives. One and a half years ago, my husband and I adopted two boys, ages 10 and 12. We are in our 60s, and this is a time of life when our peers are ushering their youngest child out the door into adulthood. This is the time of life when our peers rest, when they travel, when they downsize. Instead of that, we are starting the adolescent journey from the beginning all over again. Why did we do that? (laughs) We did it because of what we believe that the walls of a Christian home, like the walls of a Christian church, must be permeable. You see, before the law was ever given, the people of God recognized the importance of opening their home and their board and their time to the sojourning stranger. Leviticus codified God's heart for the stranger. It says, you shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you. And you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Walls must be permeable. The writers of the New Testament reiterated the importance of hospitality again and again. Jesus himself, when asked how it could be that someone had served him, said, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Walls should be permeable. Tim and I fostered my great-nephew, Jaden, until he moved to his permanent home in Maryland. And eight months later, after he moved, during one week in August in Philadelphia, a six-month-old baby was killed by his mother's boyfriend because he was interfering with the romantic relationship. In the same week, a three-year-old died of starvation because the mother was intellectually disabled, and four children, under four, in Olney, were taken into custody after the police found them without food, diapers, cribs, or clothes, and any one of those children could have been Jaden. So I went to Tim and I said, I think we could foster again. And he said, I was thinking the same thing. Now most of you know that we found ourselves the emergency foster parents of four children in one 24-hour span. Emergency foster parenting is not meant to be permanent, but it soon became evident that we needed to think about being open to permanency. Tim wanted to make sure that God told us to do this. He wanted to make sure that before we made a move, God made it abundantly clear. He said, I need a prophetic word from God. So we prayed and we waited for a prophetic word. And one day, in June 2014, in this very church, a pastor stood up and read God's word to Moses. I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them and to bring them into a good and spacious land. 
So now go. I am sending you to bring my people out of Israel. And those words pierced Tim's heart, and he knew very clearly that God was calling him to be Moses for our boys. Now, Tim and I take in the stranger, as have many other families in this church. But others of you welcome God's heart in other ways. Perhaps you are sitting here today thinking, I could never do this. What if we are robbed? What if we love and then lose? What about my bio kids? What if they get hurt? I think you're asking, is it safe? Is it safe? No. Your heart will be broken. We fostered Jaden from the age of six weeks until he was 18 months old. He left our home to go to a wonderful, loving, adoptive home, but we have grieved and still grieve his loss deeply, for we lost our little boy. You may pour yourself into the stranger in your home and be repaid with ingratitude. You may give your heart to a little one only to be repaid with rebellion and rejection. They might even run away. Your heart will be broken. That is a guarantee. Hosea will be your spiritual father. Mary Magdalene, your mother. When you welcome the broken heart of God into your life, you too will break. But that is a good thing. For a broken heart is an open heart. A broken heart is a receptive heart. A broken heart is a repentant heart. And God makes his home with those who bring him broken hearts. Praise God.